Welcome to Whose Review Matters Anyway, the podcast where the show notes are made up and the reviews don't matter, just like any anticipation you have for any movies or TV shows in the next coming year, because the whole entire saga of Hollywood is on strike. Yay! Pam, it's your fault. It always is. Actually, both of you, both of you wanted to see the destruction of theaters, therefore you both wanted to see the fall of Hollywood. What does that mean, man? I mean... Are they doing the strike because of money? Well, it's always about money, isn't it? Mm, too sure. But, but one of the bigger issues that why money is becoming a, a factor is because of the AI stuff. AI scripts, AI background actors, or just actors in general, just any, any AI likeness of actors, and like whether or not you should be paid, like what's your value here, do you even need a job, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, there's a whole... Right whole ton of shit it was originally just the the writers first and then the actors decided to um jump on board too because they're part of the whole union with them right correct so it's just because more of a because i'm just trying to get a more of an understanding and feel of like okay so they're doing the strike because they want more pay and more appreciation kind of like okay so think about this right if you uh, let's do House, right? Because I'm watching House right now. Hugh Laurie probably does get some sort of residual check for yeah. every time someone watches an episode of House. Right. But now what they want to do currently in Hollywood is that, okay, background actor, uh, we're going to just pay you for a days of work being here, and now we can just use your likeness whenever without having to owe you any residuals at all. And that could yeah. go the same for the actor itself as well. Like, okay, we'll just pay you for, like, a week's worth of time because we're just going to need you for this week. But now that we have your likeness and everything with AI, we don't need to pay you anymore. You don't get any residuals. Mm, so they're just... Got you. Okay. So it's pretty much like, okay, for an example, like, right? Uh, a creator, I have a story, and I person to Hollywood or whoever wants to pick up the project. And they go with it. They use my writing and everything like that and, and blah, blah, blah. Over the years, they will stop paying me? No, they, they won't even pay you. Uh, they're going to only pay you once for your background acting. They'll use your image mm. the entire time now. But also as a writer, it's like, for the writer's sake, you can generate scripts using AI. Like, you don't need a writer anymore, which is kind of like the scary part of it. It's like, you don't need writers to do, to create whole series or whole movies. Like, you can generate an entire script of any series or any film, any episodes, whatever, but just using AI. So, like, what's the point of writers? You need them just to, like, I don't know, correct grammar or just to oversee it. But then, if that's the case, do you pay them the full value as if they were writing the episode? Or do Mm -hmm. you just pay them, like half or a third of the money because you're really just using them for like proofreading uh, services as opposed to just writing the script. But also too, isn't it a, like bad negotiations based on the writers? What, what do you mean? mean? As in like, Hey, you know, cause you know how with, with actors, right? They, they have agents and they come out for an example, Robert, Robert Downey, uh, Robert Downey Jr. He gets a piece of a pie of each Marvel movie, you know? He gets at least, like, 2% of box office. Of it depends any... if it's in the contract. A lot of people, a lot of actors don't get mm-hmm. that. 
Yeah, I mean, but the thing is, is that that's that's good negotiation on his part. Wouldn't you th- think like you know it's more on the writer's fault for letting it come this way instead of negotiating of like, hey, I'll give you my story, but I get part sales of box office, yeah, at but, least like one or two percent. Writers really can't do that because anyone and everyone wants to write. And, um, yeah, writers don't get paid as well as actors. But that's the thing, though. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, isn't that bad negotiation on their part as well? Bad negotiation as in, like, they're not fighting hard enough or that this is, like, not in their favor? Or, like, what, what do you mean by bad negotiation? He's saying they're not it's, doing it's, what it's they not, can to get paid more. I mean, they're I not, they're, yeah, they're not fighting enough to get paid more that they have settled... They have settled somewhere across, somewhere, somewhere back then of like, I don't know when they have started like paying writers lower and like paying them like just shit. Wouldn't you think like over time, like they would be like, yo, you know what? Like, I'll give you my story. I have a great story here, but it's my story over time. I don't mind giving you and we, we could do the story together. But I get some pieces of I, I I get a piece of the sales in box office and everything like that. Um, I don't I don't know. I think that's probably what has now been like. I don't know if it's. I think what you're getting is like, what is it like? Kind of too like too late at this point. Like why wait this long when you could have done it earlier? But I don't know mm-hmm. if things were as yeah. extreme as they were now, or as they were like. I don't know if things are as extreme back then as they are now. Because, you know, I'm pretty sure this all probably stemmed from COVID and how movies skip movie theaters altogether. And I'm sure writers, some writer or maybe a group of writers got maybe some percentage for success at the box office. Just like we we talked about this with, um, I think, the actors, like voice actors of Trolls or something where, like, they didn't get their bonus or whatever because their their bonus would have been based on box office hits. But because it didn't go box office, they were not eligible for that. I'm sure the same same kind of effect happened with writers. And at this point, they're just like kind of fed up with it, especially with now AI being a big thing. Well, no, yeah, but, well, that's my... that's the point. The writers don't have the the power to do what you're saying. It's all the studios have the actual power. That's why they're on strike. And even more to where we were talking about the AI, they if the big I mean, companies I, I... wanted to use AI, I... guess what? They'll just get rid of the middleman. Mm-hmm. I just, I just find, I just find this whole AI thing as an excuse, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Of course, like now they created this whole thing with technology, but it's just like back then. I don't know. Like there was no AI, and honestly, the writers, in my opinion, have power. For an they example, don't. you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give a, a give out two, two great directors that they are writers of their own film, and and uh, in my opinion, they're like the, like they're the definition of how you should do things in film quentin tarantino and christopher nolan you know you know of course not everybody has the gift to 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 direct and and somewhat and some support and even like tim burton but i just feel like it's just down down the line you know back then or i don't know when everything turned into shit and everything like that of like you know, we're not getting paid as much as writers. You know, let's go on strike. We deserve to get a lot more paid. Of course, they should get paid a lot more. But now with the whole AI thing that people are using as an excuse, it's just like, 
in my opinion, the writers fucked up. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> it, it's uh, it's hard. I, I don't know. I don't know if I can di- disagree or agree with that. I see what you're trying to get at, but I, I don't think AI mm-hmm. is an excuse. So, like, if we take, I don't, I don't know if you started watching Marvel Secret Invasion. Apparently, that whole intro sequence is AI generated. Yes. So then, do we pay any of the visual effects people or any of the visual people at all for any part of that at all? Or do we say, ah, oh, well, it was generated by AI, so it costs mm-hmm. us nothing. Let's not pay these visual people for for whatever for putting it together. It's not that wasn't their job. They didn't do it, so they get paid for for absolutely no reason. Like they they just get zero dollars out of this. Like I don't, the, the AI created the script for Indiana Jones because my God, <laughs> destroy that AI. I don't know. I, I I think AI is a very I think. You know what? I'm going to disagree with the, the notion that you're thinking that it's too late. I think this is now the right time because AI is escalating into a lot of different like categories, a lot of different areas. And I think this is like the time to really hash out like what do they expect from all members of films, especially voice actors. Voice actors are also in on this, too. Like exactly how are they going to proceed going forward? Because right, if, if films or studios are going to say we're going to solely just rely on AI for film for for writing, then you just basically like there's there's no point in writers anymore in in Hollywood and in, in all film history. Like there's just no point. Which kind of that's that's not okay. I don't think that's okay in any way whatsoever. No, I don't so think it's okay. Either. I think this is like I think this is like the 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 good time to be like okay, let's stop everything and figure all this out before we continue to make all these like big box office hits all these marvel films or all these um sequels of you know these legacy sequels or whatever i think this is like to, i think it's a good time for them to do it uh just, today's I... episode brought to you by <laughs> mike a uh, big company supporter stomp on the little man it's just more of like I don't know. I I I just I just I just think like with big companies of course they try to save money and everything like that but there has to be some type down the line of like with meetings of you know what like we cannot do this with ai we need to do this with these people but it's just been proven like if you're telling me like in the first day i, I haven't seen secret invasion yet but if you're telling me that they were able to write down a whole entire script and i don't know how the show is if it's good or bad not yet don't tell me yet but if it's good i mean <laughs> Yeah, but how long can you fake it? Like, like you can probably fake it for like low budget stuff, but I'm pretty sure it'll be very obvious if you do like a big, big like blockbuster film. I just want to see how Oppenheimer is. That's the film that I'm. I don't know if it's writers or it was an AI. I think it was writers. But yeah, I don't, I don't think know. AI has been used for a film yet. Not that I'm aware of. No, and then. All and right, we've been confused. talking about this way longer than I had thought. Jesus Christ. That, 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 all right, that's the whole episode. Good night, everybody. We're done. <laughs> all right, let's get this going. Uh, we got three three sections to talk about here. We're gonna Ham and I have been starting to play the new video game that we're going to talk about here in just a minute. Uh, and then our main uh, center of attention is going to be Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning. Uh, came Our out one. over the weekend. Uh, this is the sev- sixth, seventh, seventh one? Seventh. Lost count. Seventh, seventh movie in the Mission Impossible franchise. Uh, and then we're going to end it with I got to talk to Mike about a couple of films that he 
praised over the past year that I just I need to question exactly. I need to come into the light a little bit and figure out like where his point of view was, so that way I can see him on terms of those movies. I just heard talk shit, so there we go. <laughs> we'll we'll see, we'll see when we get there. But anyway, yeah. um, Mike, you love dinosaurs, right? Yeah, sure. Do you love mechs? No. <laughs> like robots, robots and shit. Yeah, like Gundams and shit. Uh, at this point in my lifetime, not really, not anymore. Well, then don't play this game we're going to talk about. Okay, thank God. <laughs> Ham, Ham and I have started playing a new game uh, that we've seen before in showcases, although Ham has forgotten about it. Um, the game is called Exoprimal. And we've kind of questioned it like a little bit when it came up. I don't know if Mike will remember it, but it's basically mechs versus dinosaurs, where like the dinosaurs were coming through like some sort of wormhole thing, and then you're basically shooting down the dinosaurs, killing all the dinosaurs in like a city landscape or something like that. And that was all the trailers ever really gave off. Um, the game came out finally. Uh, the only reason I started playing it, one, it looked kind of cool just because it's mechs versus dinosaurs. I think that's just kind of like an easy sell there. But also, it was on Games Pass. So for me and Ham, well, Ham had to find a code for it. Uh, for me and Ham, it was free to download. Uh, the game is sold, though, on other platforms, PC and PlayStation, but for the full price of $60. Now, I guess the first thing that I will say about this game is that this is not worth the $60. I do not recommend anyone buying this game for that full price now my actual take on the game though it's for me personally we'll see what ham has to say it's a really fun game it's very limited in, in its modes and what you can do but the gameplay loop i don't know i'm addicted to it like or i couldn't i couldn't stop playing it for so long like i think it's only been what two three days and i'm already like at level um uh, I'm at level 40, I think, right now, actually, at this point. Uh, and I think I'm, like, level 16 on the Battle Pass or whatever. Like, I've been playing a lot of it. Um, I There's more details to the gameplay, but, Ham, what is your overall take on the game? Because when we first played, you said it was meh. But since you started playing, you haven't really stopped playing either. Yellow card. <laughs> but why do you still keep playing it, though? To see if it gets better. But then wouldn't that imply that you like it as it is right now? No, because I want to see if other characters are actually better or fun to play with, except for the default character that seems shitty. What, the first mech that you get? Yes, the, the first guy. First guy. I wonder if all the upgrades and rigs and all that make the game a little bit better and i'd actually do better stuff in the game because right now i'm like this guy is almost useless okay so so mike to kind of give you some insight here as to what exactly you do in this game there's only one mode it's called survival mode i think and it's 10 players in a match you are on a team of five uh -huh. and you're against another team of five but your first set of objectives is not against each other. You're actually going through uh, the city or the map, taking down dinosaurs, one objective after another. Sometimes they'll just mm -hmm. be like a bunch of raptors. Next objective, maybe they'll be like a T-Rex. Then the next objective, you have to defend something. 
you're you're basically racing the other team who's in a that they're like in an alternate dimension racing against you to see who finishes first but then there's the final mission that like once you complete the first set of objectives you get transported to a final mission where you're basically put into the same universe as the other team and you could just be going against each other you could be defending each like your own checkpoints and you have to defend them like longer than the other team uh you have to transport a key to a location but like once you get to like the final place like the like you can stop each other like you can stop the teams from like finishing their uh transfer and stuff like that so basically you are fighting against them at that point so it's a race to the finish to see who completes their objectives first but your 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 mechs that you use there's three categories you have assault mechs you have tanks and then you have supports if you play these games long enough, you obviously know that the assaults are going to be like your your heavy hitters, your um, you know the shooters and stuff. Your tanks are there strictly just for defense, uh, whether it's putting up shields, barriers, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, taking on more hits than others, uh, and then your supports are basically your healers. You know, you're right. you're recovering HP, um, maybe you're boosting stats or whatever things like that. And that's essentially what all the game is. But you're just in that constant loop of just doing these objectives over and over again and just trying to beat the other team. It sounds like, um, I don't know if I'm wrong, Transformers, War of Cybertron. Never, I've never played. played it. The multiplayer game? Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, like, there's, like, you know, like, support, um, attack, and stuff like that. And... Of course, I've seen deathmatch and then or objectives I get to do. It kind of sounds like that. Never played I, it. I don't know. It's it's a lot of fun. I don't know. I, I I honestly don't know why I'm as addicted to it as as I am. Maybe because as far as like live service games, like it's something more different than just like oh here's my team versus your team. Let's see who gets the most kills. This one is just like literally it's complete objectives as a team. And your team, like your team setup does matter. Like if you if you don't have any assaults, like I see a lot of times I'm in the matches where it's just mostly like defense, like tanks and supports, you're going through that thing really, really slow. Um, but there are times though where you're falling so behind that you actually get a chance to catch up. Like they put they throw in these things, like these um I don't know what to what to call them because there's there's different forms of them where you can like delay an enemy from completing their objective and then allowing you to catch up and ba basically you can come all the way back from zero to just winning the entire match. Um, it just depends on your team matchup. Like how well is your team? How well do you guys communicate? Do you understand what each other is doing? Um, like do you know where to assist your team? Things like that. So I, I don't know. I'm really liking it. The story is a bit weird because it's pulling a Titanfall one where it's, this is completely online multiplayer, but you unlock bits of the story. The more you play the multiplayer matches. Right. And, and you do, there's no consistency to the story. Like you don't get the in-between pieces un, un, unless you go to like the, there's a different tab called the analysis map where you like look at these archives and these logs. And now you start unraveling like kind of the whole point of like why you're here and who brought you here and what is this thing that you're talking to and things like that. And then you do get cutscenes throughout, like after some multiplayer matches. So like the, the story is a little bit all over the place. Um, and it's hard to like kind of stay on track with it. 
but I don't know the the online multiplayer part is just the the fun the fun part to it. I just I don't know. I I'm really enjoying my time with it. Oh, anything you want to put? Like, it's we'll see. Like, I just feel like I need. And there's not that many maps. There's maybe three, but they also change it up here and there. There's different ways to go by it, which changes it up a little bit. But I do wish there were a lot more maps. Um, for the price point, there's there's no way I would pay a lot of money for thirty dollars tops. How much? Thirty the tops. Thirty. I was thinking thirty, and even then, I was like. Eh. That's why I said tops. Like that. That's like like if you're charging forty, that's pushing it. But thirty is probably the most I would pay for this game if I had to. Yeah. Pay. And this game right now is sixty. Yes. Yes. What the fuck? That's something I don't get. Where where this is where like Games Pass kind of shine. Where if like if you're a live service game, just throw it on Games Pass and like have those players like just download the game and just play their time with it and. And people will invest their money on like the the microtransactions, which this game does have. There's no pay to win things here. It's just all strictly cosmetic stuff, um, which are kind of cool. Some of the suits are there are kind of cool. I don't know if if Ham saw them, um, but there was one recent. There was in the Capcom showcase that they had like a couple weeks ago. Eventually, you'll have like Street Fighter mechs that you can have that you can wear. I think there's like a Ryu and a and a and a Guile exosuit that you could wear to battle against the dinosaurs. Yeah, but um, what is that? What do you mean, a win is that? I have no idea, but um, I don't know. It's all cosmetic stuff, so it's it's not like you're getting you know new attack powers or stuff like that. Um, the rigs do. You have like three rigs you can install, which have different components. Like you can either increase some of your attack stuff, or you can increase your health, or you can um, increase the recharge rate of some of your weapons, like the cool rate stuff and and things like that. So there mm-hmm. is like a lot of customized customizability is that a word i'm gonna make that a word custom customizable options um for your mechs um which is kind of cool like i find myself going into hangar every once in a while and just like kind of changes up suits if i wanted to um yeah i don't know i i would like to give it a green card but that's just me because of of the fact that i didn't pay anything for it beyond my games pass description right and and that, I mean, that's it. I could usually give it a green card because of how fun the loop is. Like, I would like Mike to play and to play with us, but I can't. I I'm, I don't recommend him to go waste sixty bucks on a game that he may not even like have like that much of a big like uh, I don't know likening to it. Whether he likes dinosaurs or not, I think I, Mike. I honestly think you would find the game kind of cool. Not love it, but I think you would find it fun. But I just don't want you to pay sixty bucks for it because it's not worth the sixty bucks. What's the name of the game again? Exo Primal. Exo Primal, okay. So I don't know if you can con somebody to give you sixty bucks to pay for it, but otherwise just wait till it goes on a sale for like Can he not get out computer? Uh oh, that's a good question. May if he maybe. Because what he would have to do the games pass on uh, on PC. That's what I'm saying though. It, it, which I think is like fifteen. No, is it ten bucks? I think it's ten bucks. I don't know. They changed up their their things recently, so I don't. I don't really know the exact price. Yeah. Huh. I'll look into it. I'll tell you that much. Okay. Fair enough. Yes. Right. So, Ham Ham says give, he gives it a gold card. Huh? <laughs> no, I'll give it a uh, Xbox Gold and not have to pay for. Uh... <laughs> 
the other thing, sure. Gotcha. All right. Okay. All right, let's move on to our main topic. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Mm-hmm. That's supposed to be two or three parts. Did they ever say? Uh, two parts. Know. Two parts? Yes. So this is part one, and the next one, part two. and then, Next summer, I think, right? And then it's done. Yeah, next summer. Is it supposed to be the final, final Mission Impossible movie? Yep. Or it is? No. Okay. Somebody, yeah. somebody said... Uh, uh, Tom Cruise was in talks about it might be in the final, but then they saw about Indiana Jones, so uh, he said, oh, maybe we can make some more. No, nah, well, this is the final way I've read and what he has interviewed. Well, it also depends, too, like, on on how successful this film is, right? Yeah. Like, I think so that's far. what it always comes down to. Like, you can hear early talks, you can say, oh, no, there's no plans for a sequel, but then the movie makes a shit ton of money, and then you're like, Oh yeah, of course we're gonna make a sequel. So I think that comes down to like how well does this movie do, uh, numbers wise in the box office. Yeah, but right now, uh, I have the numbers right here so far. If this is correct, globally, it already has two hundred thirty-five million dollars globe. That's as of today, or as, as of today. See, I don't know. If, I don't know if that's still good or not. I don't know. I don't know either. That's for the weekend, basically globally. Do you have anything domestic numbers was? Um, I'm trying to see because everyone, you know, how everyone likes to mix a whole bunch of shit together. Hold on. Don't forget, it also came out. I think earlier than expected. Um, I think it stealth released a day or two early. Uh, I think so. Because I saw it. I, th- I think it was supposed to come out on a Wednesday, and I saw it, what, Monday? Was it Monday night or something? Uh, I can't remember. I, I could not tell you. Uh, weekend, oh, daily box office. Yeah, at this moment, guys, there's no clear, for some reason, for some reason, there's no, like, clear, clear, um... Box office. Hold on, box. Well, well, if you look it up, we'll say it later. But let's go ahead with the the ratings so far. Uh, IMDb gives it an eight point one out of ten. Ooh, okay. What the fuck does a point one? Um, <laughs> point one. They get a extra bonus for I don't know they extra credit. Cap- <laughs> they use a capital B for something. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes gives it a ninety six percent. Ooh, nice. Okay. Now, Ham's mission, should he choose to accept it, I always expect accept <laughs> is to uh, find a way to make a, uh, I don't know, a, a skydiving bar, where as you jump off cliffs and go skydiving, you feed drinks, like you just serve up drinks to people. Actually, I, I feel like someone has done that. That's legal. <laughs> right? I, I'm sure that's okay, right? No. No? Okay. Well, Ham's trying to start up this business, which is why he had to really market this movie heavily, because he gets some residuals off of this. 95% of Google users like Damn, this Damn. Hell yeah. All right, all right, all right. And I, I do have the numbers. Okay, go ahead. Domestic, 83 million. Okay. Uh, international, 155 million. 
All right, and I so. assume these numbers are just for this weekend. That just just passed. for this weekend, overall yeah. worldwide, two hundred thirty-nine million dollars. Uh, I don't have the budget of of the film, but I, I think it'd be right around there, two fifty maybe. I think they are on track to make profit. Yes, I'm sure. For sure. So. All right. Well, I don't know if any of us were like really looking forward to this. I mean, I was. it's another Mission Impossible movie, so you know, uh, all the fan. previous ones were good. But Mike, you said you're you saying you're a huge fan, so you were looking forward to this the most. Yes, I was. Um, uh, this was heavily delayed for like at least a whole year. I want to say because I remember always seeing this trailer. And I'm like, how has this movie not come out yet? Like, I feel like it should have been out already, like eight eons ago. Um, but delays and delays and delays. Wanting to make sure this movie gets put into film, uh, put into theaters, uh, despite yep. what Mike and Ham want. So, and there was a a, um, a dispute between having this film in IMAX because they were taking this film out for this week because of Oppenheimer and Barbie. And Tom Cruise like, no, that's bullshit. We should be part of IMAX uh, and this and that, blah blah blah. So. As was, of now, this week, they're in IMAX. IMAX. Huh? It was. It, it did release in IMAX? It released in IMAX, but I think this week they're going to take it off of IMAX right. because of okay. Oppenheimer and Barbie, Barbie. But Tom Cruise is like, well, you better put our fucking film on too as well because we worked hard and shit like that. Well, I guess that's a talking point we can have here in just a minute. Here yeah. we go. Cards of how we felt about this movie, starting with Mike. Um, so I am a green card. Might be talked down to a yellow, but a green for me. Okay. Ham? Green card. Solid green, no budging uh, down yeah, lower? green card. Just green. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a solid green as well. Uh, I'm interested to hear why Mike thinks he mm-hmm. might be talked down. Although I... so I'll talk <laughs> him down. <laughs> so here's what I will say. Like this is a it's a good solid action film. Yes. And I remember and I texted you guys like I remember going into this movie thinking holy shit this movie is almost 3 hours. Like what the fuck? Yeah. Cuz I don't remember the last time I sat in a movie that was almost 3 hours. Maybe Endgame. I know yeah. Mike saw Avatar which was like a 3 hour film. Mm-hmm. But like what? Batman. Oh, yeah. that's true. Batman. Batman yeah. As well. I, I forgot. Okay, I guess Batman was the last one. But um, just thinking going in, I'm like, man, I haven't seen this film, like this franchise in like years. I don't know if this is going to get my attention this, for this long. I feel like I'm going to check my phone every once in a while. I, I, I'll i be honest. I did check my phone, but it wasn't because of like the movie was dragging on too long. I went to go see it late at night, so I usually just check my phone once in a while when I'm at a movie just in case someone like in case like my family texts me or something like that. But when I checked my phone... Two almost over like over two hours have gone by, and I'm like, holy shit! When did two hours just go by? Like it did not yeah, feel to me I agree. like it was that long of a movie. So I will say this though: it, the the first part of it, I don't know, like maybe the first twenty or thirty minutes, I was kind of hesitant, thinking like I don't know if I'm gonna like this movie because I can kind of see the we're doing this whole like 
robot AI shit taking spoilers. over. Like, we can't trust this and that. I'm like, ah, spoilers, 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 everybody. Oh, yeah, sorry, spoilers, 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 people, spoilers. Spoilers. Um, I just, uh, I was just thinking, like, ah, I don't know if this is going to catch my interest because I feel like either we've seen this done or there's just too much talk about AI and social media or. You know, I, I kept thinking about iRobot. I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to like this. But I think they found a way to keep it interesting, even through the end credit, which I need to ask you guys what your thoughts were, because I, I, I found it interesting that it kind of almost took it back full circle. But I, I don't know. Hold I, on, I heard there was no end credits. No, no, no I'm sorry. Like the right before the credits roll, like the very oh. last. Oh, the submarine. The film, yeah. Um, the whole story was super interesting. Uh, as far as like the 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 AI contraption, I guess the the the, the fact that it grew, uh, it developed to be sentient basically, um, and started like I don't know bribing or controlling other people to like do its will to like being like a head honcho kind of thing and and trying to take out every possible scenario of anyone or anything taking down the AI itself. Um, and just like the setup, the little, uh, you know, thinking of the puzzles here and there, the action sequences were good, which I will go out and say, yes, this definitely should be an IMAX. And I think people should experience this on IMAX. Yes, yeah. for sure. I will say on the downside, there were a couple of instances where it was a little too goofy for my taste. Or a little too like convenient. Um, I think the one that sticks out like a sore thumb <laughs> is the uh, the parachute. Like he just crashes at the exact yes. right moment of when this gear uh, the when the when uh, Haley Atwell's character was supposed to die. And I'm like, did we really just do this? Did we just pull a cartoon here? Like what what is happening? Like it was very like yeah. I don't know. It, just, it stuck out like a sore thumb, and I was like ah. I'm going to just let you slide because we've gone this far without really anything being that goofy. I feel like there was something else too before that. Um, but I don't know where mm-hmm. like it hit or anything really hurts this movie too much to drop it down to like a, a mediocre film. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's good. Uh, I definitely would recommend people to go out and watch it. Um, yeah. I had a good time with it. Uh, him. Uh, I'm just surprised Mike didn't automatically give it a yellow or red just because uh, it was very reminiscent of Indiana Jones with the the, the big chase scene and what also the fuck? also with the, with the scene with the train. There's a train scene and uh, I was like, oh, he's like, then he got chased by that, but then he got chased by that. This is a way better chase scene. That part where the they reversed the little mini car that well, actually, that whole car thing. I was like, okay, why are we in a tiny yellow car? Like, is this really supposed to pull off for laughs? I think you're kind of forcing it. But then the scene where it reverses back into the tunnel, I was like, okay, that's another too convenient thing. I'm like, what? Why are we doing this? Like, you're better than this Mission Impossible. Come on. But yeah, but this was a way better chasing than Indiana Jones. All right, way better, ten times better, a hundred times better. Okay, I'm just saying. <laughs> This you should take notes. Just saying. Actually, I kind of like the Indiana Jones one a little bit better. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Ham, go on. Ham. Uh, yeah, no, I like the... 
I feel like they maybe just because it was part one, but I feel like they could have showed the the AI do a little bit more. But I guess you see it in the beginning, and you're not really sure what's going on, but you see it there. You see it in the airport, and I guess it starts f falling off after, right? Where where do you see it after the airport? Really, like oh, and when they control the voice, but it was at the that, it was at the club. It was at the club where they did the meet. Yeah, yeah but what did it actually do? I just set up the meeting if it's there. I just I just feel like it could have been just used a little bit more, maybe one more time. But I mean, I do like the fact that I think the best time was when they started using the voice, and it's like, oh, okay, here we go. So okay, and and hold that thought too, because that goes into something I want to talk about later. Mm -hmm. And actually, you know what though, that first time in the airport too. It was like, oh, it knows who it's talking to and asking that it asking what's his name questions. So it already predicted that, which again, cool. I felt like there was a missed opportunity to do it one more time somewhere. But uh, we'll see in the second part, I guess. Uh, I thought the it seems like they retconned the villain because he's not, I don't think he's ever been in any of the Mission Impossible movies. No, Before? he's not. He's not, right? Okay. No, no, no. So that's like, oh, I knew him from the past, but I'm like, we've had all these movies. He's never been in one. So, eh. I felt Has like that, that flashback was... been shown before? I believe no. not. No? So this no, was entirely just think... made up. Yeah, it's that's entirely that's... made up. Yeah. I The first thought of my, of my mind was Mission Impossible 1 when they were going through the, the beginning of the film when yeah. they killed that girl. Like when she got stabbed, apparently, whatever. Uh -huh. But no, it's this is, this is a whole brand new like flashback that we've yeah. seen. Which for having something that old now, uh, what thirty years almost? Or yeah, yeah. and never like, mentioned them. Yeah, you could have you could have done something better. Uh, and I'm of course pulling a sal here and nitpicking, but um, other than that, yeah, I thought everything was great. Oh, the conv the convenient part uh, at the end with the train train falls and then they're just looking at it i'm like yeah okay um if you wanted to mention another part where i'm like it was cool then it's like oh no we, we're already off oh, who cares if that falls um it was a little goofy at times but i actually thought it was funny it was actually it had some funny parts which i was more i i don't this might be a funnier one than most of the other movies but i again it's been a while since I've rewatched any of them. Uh, what do you think about that, Mike? Um, so oh, this film was definitely the like the, the the funniest one out of all of them. Yeah. Um, the last one was a, a very serious one. The fifth one actually was very serious too. Ghost Protocol was a little bit more uh, funny too, as well with uh, Jeremy. Uh, Jeremy Renner. <clears throat> Renner. And three as well too. There was there was a a bit comedy as well, but this one was a little bit more like more laid back. Yeah. And and you know it's it was more I think when there was like a lot of like a, when there was like intense moments in the film, it took it a little like off the edge of having a little bit of comedy stuff, and I felt like it kind of worked. It kind of it kind of worked for me at least. Yeah, I'm um, not saying it was a bad thing. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, I just noticed it. But for sure, 
Um, like I'm going to talk about like my my pros about the film, and then I'll I'll go down to what kind of makes me a little hesitant about it. Um, so I will say like of course the action scenes in this film in this movie, it's it's spot on. Like it's it's great. It's phenomenal. I love it. Um, it didn't feel like a, almost like a three hour film. After the movie was over, like I checked my time, I'm like, holy shit, it was almost three hours. It didn't feel like that because this film gets you hooked from beginning to end. Um, there's uh, characters that I really did like. Um, Tom Cruise is doing his own stunts in certain parts. Of course, him jumping off that huge mountain. That's actually him jumping off that huge mountain. Um, and, and then everything like that, right? So the this main focus of this film is definitely story-driven and action-driven for sure, okay? Now I'm going to go towards two of the things that I'm like kind of threw me off a little bit that I'm like, mm, and then I'm going to give you one one big issue that I have with the film. Two of the things, one, I'm going to say about, um, um, I already forgot her, uh, the one of the characters, Def, there's a, de- there's a Def scene in this film for a certain character, um, Elena, I think her name is, or Elsa, Elsa, I Elsa, think. I Elsa, it. yes. I didn't like that she died, and then after, there's no emotions after that. Like, yeah, it was definitely a little off. It was a little off. Like you see, Tom, you see Ethan, like emotion of like he loved this girl or somewhat, but then after he's like, you know what, fuck it, I have this other hot girl, you know, and sure, I, I got you, girl. Let's do this. You know, like I just. Like she's would... a character from from the fifth movie where she was first introduced. She was a heavily favorite character, and even going to the sixth film, Fallout, and then you put in her in this film, and then you just kill her off, and then after they have to just brush it off, and then Ethan's like, "I will protect you with every bit of my life." You just fucking met her. She tried to kill you in the train. I mean handcuffed in the car and a train okay. almost killed you Here, here's where i'll kind of defend i i see i i do agree i think they just t- completely skipped like maybe time skipped a lot of that like weight to it but i i almost want to argue that like he obviously takes the 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 fall for it like he takes like responsibility for all of it and then he feels like this girl is not so much like an attraction thing but like because I, I fucked up, you know, saving this girl, I need to prove to not just to you, but to me that I'm I, you guys are not expendable, that you guys are my team and that I will you know, like go to the ends of the earth for you guys and, and sacrifice my own life for you guys. That's where I kind of took it of like a leadership thing mm-hmm. as opposed to like, you know, like, oh, well, you know, here's the next new like chick that's in my life right now and, and just move on from there. I think it doesn't help that, you know, they really didn't show Ethan struggling with all of it because you see it like when the death happens and he's like, you know, holding her in, in his arms. But then the next time you see Ethan, mm-hmm. it's just like, OK, well, here's the next mission. You, I think they kind of hoped that seeing the other two characters and how they're kind of still grieving over it uh, in that yeah. scene was kind of carrying hopefully to carry that but i don't think it was enough for the whole entire emotional impact to really like settle yeah Yeah. i think we can agree that they did it fast for sure they did it fast and the thing is is that even that 
in Fallout when he I don't know if you guys seventy six saw the movie. Oh my god! <laughs> in the in the sixth movie, Fallout was I don't know if you guys saw that film. Yes. Did you? I right, saw. So. I'm pretty sure I did. I <laughs> maybe. Okay. 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 There's a part where he interacts with his ex wife, and it's a very like intense scene. And like he's holding her, and he's just like, "I'm so sorry." Like you see, like the devastation of his like of his choice, or like what the mission has led to. That had more emotional impact than than what uh, Elsa's death had. So I was like, it was it was super quick, but it, it's not a knock on the film. It just threw me off a bit. I'm like, okay, sure. Now the second thing is, is it's the story of the of the ident- of the entity, right? Is that it's trying to manipulate people because it has this a mind of its own now. It wants to be free. It want it's, it's tired of being caged up and everything like that. But how much power does the thing really have, right? You're able to have access to certain areas of the world, and you're you're getting. You you brought up a a villain of Ethan's past to try to kill Ethan or try to slow him down because to kill him to kill him. But I just didn't. I don't know. I felt like the villain was trying to kill him off of personal <clears throat> reasons instead of the identity. But they explain in the film like the 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 entity predicted every possible outcome of every like scenario out there like oh, it's the whole doctor strange killing it all the 14 million like scenarios and there's one scenario that ethan goes out and destroys the entity and that's what the entity is trying to prevent he's trying to stop ethan basically kill him at this point to ensure that the entity does not get taken down i, I, I don't just, i don't think the guy's trying to kill ethan i think i mean if ethan's trying to kill him yes he'll defend himself but i don't think he was actually his goal was never to kill Ethan. That's what I felt. Of like, wait, is the entity just trying to kill Ethan? Because he could have just easily blow up the airport. Uh, I don't know how or, easy, but yeah, maybe in a different way. In a different way, or some somewhat. And the thing is, like, Ethan didn't know nothing about the identity, and and. Until like later on, where the identity, where the identity could have like took advantage of that and and kill him somehow. Well, no, I agree. Why doesn't the yeah? And also, too, didn't he him. like yeah? And also, too, wasn't he like? I mean, to, for him to go to another country, he has to go on a plane, and you couldn't just easily just knock him out of the plane off if you have full access of technology around the world. And you know what I mean? Like that's that's something that is, is just going through my mind. So I don't know if I'm overthinking it or, or or somewhat because if you're going through off of technology like this, where it's like the very most like powerful thing in the world, where it could destroy the world from giving from um, from stopping the the water supplies and you know everything else of life, what? Couldn't you like think of another way? You know what I mean? Like I don't know. And also too, like what is what is going? What is the key going to unlock? And I just feel like it's it's hyping it up. And I I just don't I don't know. I'm like 
I'm nervous to get excited what it is. Well, no, the key is the entity. The en- yeah, yeah, it's in the submarine. It's yeah. in the submarine, but like they're making it seem like there's something else more than that. So huh. I'm like, hmm, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm interested. Of course, I'm, I'm really interested of in what it is, but I feel like it's going to be a letdown. I don't. I, I think you're maybe misreading what they're hyping up because I, don't, I didn't get the feeling that there's something else more than just the entity itself. Like there, it's literally just the the device that is in that thing that we saw at the very beginning of the movie. It's yeah. just that device that is what the entity lies within. And once you gain control of that, you essentially have then the key to that power. You have the like all mm. means to control it, um, and that's all it is. Like because you're you're right. Like that's the whole point of the film too, of why everyone's going after it is that you ha- you you essentially have control over everything and nobody can stop you and that's why everyone's going after it wanting a piece for themselves yeah the only one where it's like no this needs to get Mm -hmm. taken down no one should have this amount of power it's just caesar wait is it the villain called caesar or uh i forgot already i thought it was with an r was it caesar raul (laughs) (laughs) raul Raul. let's call him raul okay (laughs) So you have Raul over here in the end of the scene of him going on top of the train with Ethan. He's like, I know what it fully is. Gabriel. Gabriel, Gabriel? yeah. Oh, it is Gabriel. (laughs) Okay. All right, good. Let's use the real name then. All right. So you have Raul Gabriel telling Ethan, hey, I know it's true what it fully. I know what's behind the door and it's more than what you could imagine. I don't know if the entity is like play with his mind of what it's fully unlocks. That right there, I'll give it credit. Like, oh shit, you know what? Like, maybe Gabriel is actually being manipulated by the entity. Entity. I mean, he was. Yeah, he was. But the thing, thing is, like, I, I just, I don't know. Like, I feel like a person like him, like so far in the whole entire film, is very convincing, and he's like confident. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, probably, I am re- maybe reading it differently than everyone else maybe i don't know but that's the only thing that kind of threw me off the film more about the story where i'm like hmm doing a story like this with ai stuff it's kind of tricky and i i I think that they did a good job on it but it's just like i don't know it just plays with my mind for a little bit like Uh, and maybe that's part of the point right because now we have part one now makes you want to go see part two and be like well what's the whole resolution to this thing yeah for sure for sure you know? Did you have any other points? Because I want to um, get to my to my last point. Oh, that I and then of course on. this is my last one. This is my this is my retcon about the film. I don't like Gabriel. I think it's the actor. I think it's miscast. Um, I think like you hear me out. We mentioned Indiana Jones. I could imagine the actor who played Gabriel playing the villain as in the Indiana Jones film, and grab that guy. The villain was his name, um, Mika, whatever. Sure, I know he's talking about. Yeah, yeah, have him playing this one, and I think it will be such a great fucking villain. Uh, maybe. I just didn't. I don't know. I just didn't. I don't know. It just felt weak. I don't know. I just felt just a miss. I don't know. A miss opportunity, in my opinion. It just didn't because he's got better hair than you. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) 
And he looked like a Raul, you know. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. I just I think it's the actor, or maybe it's just the way that it's written. I I don't know. It's just like why is like Ethan? Why it took you this long to find this guy? And if he killed your love of your life, why didn't you go after him? And then, you know what I mean? Like I don't know. It's just like, oh, okay. I guess so. I I guess we have to use somebody else. You could have done a part two again where you got an agent that has gone rogue because of the identity mm. and stuff like that. But you know what? Whatever. Probably maybe to do a better job in part two. But I, I think I'm convinced with my green card. I had a lot of fun. I'm going to watch this yeah. movie over and over again. Um, <laughs> because I've, 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 I've done so much rewatch of, of all the Mission Impossible <laughs> films. And this one is a great, like, it's a different story. It's a different story from all the other ones, and I, I think this one is really good. Yeah. Okay, I, oh, go ahead, Ham. I just really wish there was something on YouTube where I'd be like, oh, the last, uh, all the movies, 15 minutes. Did not find that anywhere. I wish there was one, but there wasn't. I'm sure I think there's needed it. one out there. I'll find one for you. No, I don't think there was. All right, last thing I do want to kind of ask, yeah. and I, I may be the only one that maybe thought this. Um when we're at the very last part of the movie and it does the whole like mission impossible spiel, right? Like, should you choose to accept this kind of thing? Was yeah. that message to Ethan? Was that like, was it based, was it replaying the same message at the beginning of the movie? I believe it, so. I think it, yeah, it was somewhat like another. No, um... I think it was the same one. Okay. So I thought it was the same one too, which then makes, which then leads me to the question of, the the entity set up this whole entire thing from beginning to end. Mm. Like, uh, that could be, could be, but no, we see it in the beginning where he like uh breaks into that meeting and puts everyone to sleep with night night gas. Um Yeah, but here's the other thing too with AI shit is that like could we possibly see something where it's creating actual physical entities where it's creating I don't know, robots or, or cyborgs of some extent where it's mimicking or basically copying people or did it maybe con the that guy into creating the recording or whatever? Like, could the entity have set this up and manipulated everybody that we saw in the movie from beginning to end? I would be yeah, that, that would be an interesting way to go. Because you remember so that, the that was the vibe I got when it was repeating that message, and then we went and zoomed in at the very like the literal last second is the submarine part. And I'm thinking, holy shit, the entity sent that voice recording, like was somehow involved in sending that voice recording to Ethan to basically start this entire like scenario of like where like I, I it's like almost like leading Ethan to a specific spot or leading Ethan even himself. even even that part when he was running to go save Elsa. You remember it, it, it manipulated Benji's voice. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, you do you do got a point there. Like I didn't thought about that. Um, yeah, I mean it makes sense. Uh, no, but I think the guy actually says he sent Ethan uh, because he knew Elsa. Did he not? Yeah. I would have to rewatch that beginning part, but I'm sure they can write up something to either retcon that or like not necessarily retcon it, but like 
fill in a blank of like, okay, this is why the guy initially sent it out to begin with. Because if he, if the entity was able to manipulate Gabriel, I'm pretty sure he was able to manipulate anybody else, any of the leaders of of MI, uh, yeah, yeah. Of, of the whole organization or whatever. I see what you're saying, and I actually do hope it uh, does happen. That would That's be what I'm kind of hoping, too. That kind of got me excited. I was like, oh, man, this would be really cool to see, like, it all play out in part two. And, like, we get – this is the part where it's okay to have a flashback of, like, how did this even start out to begin with? Sure. That, that's why I thought it was kind of like a cool, eerie vibe at the end of, like, oh, man. It was. It was. Cool. Well, I see where this can go. So, yeah. yeah. Um, right, cool. I, I would say, yeah. Uh, oh, one other thing. I think this is what I was – I I I had this on my mind. I was like, "This is a fucking go kart." The last part of them climbing into the trains when the train was falling, them climbing up, it just reminded me of Uncharted. Like, Uncharted Part Two so fucking much that I was like, "This is what I wanted from the Uncharted film." So who and are we suing? Mission Impossible <laughs> is doing it. Holy fuck! This is amazing. Like, yeah, but yeah, green card. Okay. Three okay. green cards, three recommendations. Go out and see Mission Impossible. It's a for fun sure. time to be for sure. In theaters now. In theaters now, IMAX, you know. If you call I don't know about it. now once this releases, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So before we wrap up, this next segment doesn't have to be that long. But this is something yeah. I do want to talk about, Mike. And, and Ham can mm-hmm. interfere with his thoughts and, and jokes or whatever. Um but w- this segment could be defend this shit, basically, because we can yeah, even yeah, defend Ham and be like, Ham, defend Becky, because that we know that Becky movie is a piece of oh shit. Oh, my God. But I saw two movies over the mm-hmm. past week since we last talked. Okay. Uh, one of them I saw was Evil Dead Rise. Okay. And then I also saw Megan. I, saw, I watched both. Basically, oh, like, you they saw Megan? each other. I saw Megan. Oh, man. <clears throat> All right. I think the first one I want to bring up because because Mike, you you praise these two movies, not like super high, except for Evil Dead. You you really were like, oh, that could be my contender for gold card. And then yeah. you were like, oh, it was really good, but they could have gone further with it. They could have gone more with the horror part or something like that. I remember uh, it was more of the gore part, part, yeah. So let's talk about Evil Dead Rise really quick. Yeah, of course. Why are you no. getting rid of Becky card? <laughs> I there's there's a certain level. Of like, like, like be- believability or like a level of like uh, the suspension of disbelief, where it's like, okay, I can let this one slide. I can this one slide. Demonic possession. Oh man, anything can happen with demonic possession. Like the Evil Dead Rise is a good movie. I think the first one is more is is gorier than this one. I think I felt like the Evil Dead Rise kind of played some of the scenes safe mm-hmm. with like the graphic of it, and I think played more on like the tension. But there's, in order to like not ruin the experience for me, you have to have some sort of believability of like, this is why this shit happens. So, like, if we take the first Evil Dead, everyone's going out fucking partying at a cabin, right? You're out there in the cabin, middle of nowhere. You want to go with your friends and just have this outing. Oh, look, we found a basement. Oh, it's got all this weird shit in it. Well, you're already stuck out there. Of course, you're not going to, like, I don't know, like, be like, oh, I'm not going to, like, you know, go into this basement of this place that I'm staying at for, like, a few days. Like, it's a little bit of a stretch, but, like, you know what? You're going to go and explore the basement. But when you're in the middle of a fucking city after an earthquake happened and your first thought is, 
oh, let me go jump in a hole that this earthquake just opened up and check out hmm. all this weird freaky shit and take something from it because it's a cool thing to do and it makes I, sense. I, at I, the thought, I thought the same shit too. That ruined the whole experience of the movie for me because I was in it from the beginning. I was like, oh man, here we go. You good old classic Evil Dead. We like, uh, you know, pulling the scalp. You got the blood, you got the gore. And then this earthquake happens, and the kid is like, eh, I got nothing else to do. I'm just delivering some pizzas with my family. Let me go see what's down here. What in God's name do you mm. think that that's a good idea in any scenario whatsoever? It just would, didn't make sense to me. I would and you have see liked... weird shit down there, and the kid's like, I'm still going to go exploring, <laughs> still check out this. And the other, like, what the hell are the sisters doing while he's down there other than screaming out his name? Like, just they're doing nothing. I yeah. think that whole, that whole scene just, like, really ruined it for me. I would have liked for them to somewhat stop at a library and then they found the book there instead of that whole earthquake thing. Because I was like, really? Like, they build on top of a fucking, they build a library on top of, like, they build a, an apartment on top of a library and nobody, like, saw that coming? So what I heard is there is another movie and this this book is the second book out of three. Yes. This this movie mentions that there are three books. Okay. Which so third film is happening and probably we might get another uh Ash version. Well, this Maybe? is my problem. Is is this movie Related at all to the first one that came out in 2000-whatever? Yes. yes, but we don't know where the time is. Yeah, we between. don't know exactly when the connection is. We just know that, like, well, it's implied. I should say it's implied that this is the second book. Because they say nothing about, there's no, like, talk or connection about the first movie. Unless that oh. Cabin was the first movie, but I don't know. The Cabin is somewhat is the first one. <clears throat> but the thing is that they don't mention it. They just mention the second book. And yeah, you but assuming... you gotta remember that's that's the end of the movie. They started the movie with the day after, so mm-hmm. that could have been. I I would have to rewatch the first movie again, but that could have been the same cabin or maybe near in the same area of where the first book was. And so that, would, I... that could be like your start off point for the third movie. So I saw I saw I saw the second. <clears throat> I mean, I saw the first film again before watching Evil Dead Rises. Um, it doesn't feel like it's connected. Of like, it's the same cabin. Okay. Well, I, I don't to know. Me That's what least. I was kind of thinking. Also, my least. other question is, why do they look like that first one, the first girl in that movie? I'm like, does it just? It's kind of weird. But all right. The the rest of the Evil Dead Rise movie, like it's it's good. Um, it's good. Like it's horror. Good. But it's it, freaky. It, it it's it really like heavily relies on the tension. But also a thing for me was, like, you have a little girl in here, and, like, 99.99999% chance that she's never going to die. So, like, stop putting characters that either you kill them early on and just get them out of there, or you just, I don't know, just don't put a character like that at all. Like, I don't know, in my head I was thinking the whole time, like, yeah, that little girl's not going to die. Like, there's no way she's going to die. So Sal says so kill many... kids. Oh, right. and speaking of the little girl. <laughs> kill kids. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of, well, maybe. Well, speaking of the little girl, though, she, the stupid, like, no, not the stupidest, because the earthquake thing was the stupidest part of the whole entire movie. But the fact 
that this little girl sees her mom destroy shit, right? Almost kill, like, everybody in that movie. And then proceeds to be like, oh, well, if, if she's saying she's okay, let me go ahead and unlock the door because everything's <laughs> fine now. I'm and I like, saw that in why? the trailers. Why I'm did like, he do yeah. this part? Like, <laughs> I it would have worked if, like, it was very early on and the girl didn't see anything and didn't know anything. Like, okay, that made sense. But the girl saw everything and knows that some shit is happening. So it's like, why are you pulling this? Like, this is not okay writing in any way. Uh, I think, like, I I mean, I'm not going to defend that part because even though I was thinking the same thing, too. But it was just more of, like, okay, this little girl just wants shit to go back to normal. And this demon is going to pretty much hit the buttons of what's going, to, what hits her heart the most. Because you remember, like she know, like the demon knows exactly how everyone's feelings, like what's their darkest secret, and 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 everything, and somewhat. And I just feel like the the demon, like pretty much, like, oh hey, I'm I'm fine now, I'm fine. And she's like, really? So was and this supposed to be campy at all? It's somewhat campy, it but campy, it, but it's I, I don't it's know. It's freaky. I don't know. It's it, for me. I thought it was a really f- enjoyable, like enjoyable, fun, freaky film of like just trying to find a way to get out of the apartments, but yet you have this fucking demon lurking around the hallways. But it's just one hallway. That's actually the other thing. Mm-hmm. Now that you bring it up, bothers me is that it's just that one hallway in that one uh, apartment. Like you see, you see like maybe a five seconds of the other impar- apartment, the guy's apartment that she lived next to, but then that's it. Like I, like I kind of went in expecting since they showed the apartment, I was like, oh, this is gonna be a cool like, let's go down this level and go into these rooms, and it's gonna be like this sort of like horrifying like hide and seek kind of game. Nope, it's all in one house, mm-hmm. and it's like okay, everything's a little bit too like convenient here and there oh i see where you're going you're gonna go through that vent and okay i see what you're gonna do here like i'm like uh i don't know it's i think it did fall more too much in the campy side and where i felt like the first one really capitalized on on the horror like like terrifying visual aspect of it so i i don't know i just i didn't enjoy evil dead rise as much as i would have liked to i'm not saying it's a terrible film but it's not it's not that great I, I think it gave. I think it got a little bit too much praise for when it shouldn't have. I thought it was great. I enjoyed it. If you're a horror fan, like if you could just turn off your brain and, and <laughs> it's enjoy never it. a good excuse. It is a good excuse. Uh, if you're going to turn off your brain for Indiana Jones, this guy give it a green card. Hey, I don't. If, if I, I learned anything, rise. If I learn anything, it's okay to go down an earthquake hole. <laughs> Yeah, you know, but I, I don't know. For me, I thought I had fun with the film. Um, of course, there were some moments where I was like, all right, that was kind of stupid or like really they couldn't thought of anything else. But in the end of the day, I don't know. I, I liked it. The My God, like the gore was kind of crazy in this one. Um, uh, the first one I thought had more. I thought the first one was crazier than this I, one. I saw it. I think this one had a little bit more than the first one. Um, I don't know. I mean, I can't really defend it. That is how how you feel about it because there you did hit the points of the film of what's lacking. But I I think it's an overall like a fun film to watch with your friends, and especially in Halloween, that's coming up. 
Um, Coming up, what the? I know, I know, I know. Years been going on really, really fast. But no, yeah, I don't know. Let's, okay, let's bring up Megan really quick because this one might be a shorter talk than the other one. Um, yeah. Megan was born as hell. <laughs> wow. Like it was just straight up like I am about to fall asleep because you ain't doing shit. Like I don't know and here mm. here's where I'll give it some defense. Maybe it's because I just came off of watching uh Mission Impossible where like AI shit is like better in that movie than oh my in God, here. Yeah. But like I feel like there was there's two thoughts I had in my mind watching this movie. I'm like number 1, this is kind of what Chucky should have been. Like if they were to make a modern day Chucky this is kind of the route they should have taken it with. And then number two, kind of agreeing with your point where you you wish they could have done more, I wish they would have done something. Like, actually something horrifying and, like, and and gory and, like, something, like, that was actually going to make me, like, sick to my stomach of watching, like, like, of this doll, this robotic doll doing something horrible. I think the ending was so overdramatic. There was nothing terrifying about this movie, though. Like, I don't, I can't remember a certain scene that was supposed to be like terrifying and ended up like actually happening. Like, like even the the kid that gets pushed down in the street, there was nothing terrifying about that. Like, okay, like when you started to, like rip off his ear, I was like, oh, okay, what else are you gonna do? Oh, play tag? Like what? Murder like, that's more it. children. All doing is like chasing through the woods. Like, okay. And then uh, the scene where um, uh, the the Asian guy gets killed, right? Where the she throws like the the blade oh, to his back. Yeah. I That's thought maybe, sad. hey, we're gonna see him. Like we're gonna see her like actually like you know just chop the guy up. Maybe just like hack and slash. Nope, skips that entirely. I don't even think we see any blood at all in that scene. No, we don't. So, like, so is South saying kill more kids again? Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. I just, it just kill see, more it, children. It played it way too safe, way too safe, to the point where it's like, why did you even bother to make this movie if you was it the ratings? Maybe they didn't want to do rated R. It was PG thirteen. Yeah, maybe they didn't want to go rated R. Yeah, but PG thirteen is also even pushing it because all it does is capitalize on this sort of like, um, uh, like a I don't I don't even know if you could really call it a psychological like thriller because it's not like it tries to play off of like oh. This thing that has its own mind of its own that can kill is like, you know, doing shit all like all over the place. And you don't know. You can't trust it because it has no evidence of like you following it to to capitalize because it kills a dog in the movie. But you don't find like no one in the movie finds out that it was the one until like later on. But like it I, was found that a, I found that a problem. It was nothing really scary about this movie. And it was so disappointing because I think it got like pretty good reviews overall when it first came out. I give it the yellow. But I'm like looking at it, I'm like, why? Like, why do people like this movie? This feels like almost like one of those like knockoff horror films where like it goes straight onto like Hulu or something and like, oh, there's a Hulu horror film, B B film. Like, let's go watch this and and see how much we Mm. hate this movie. Like I'm just ah, hearing worse than Becky. That's all I'm hearing. (laughs) <laughs> no, no one, nothing no, is bad. Nothing Becky. Is worse but, than like, Becky. It just, I don't know. It just was so boring. And and I, yeah. I couldn't, I don't know. I didn't think of it as highly as I guess Mike thought. But Mike, I, I guess you didn't think of it as that big of a film. Yeah, I didn't think it was big. I mean, I, I, I went in there with low expectations because I heard good things about it too. And when I got out, I was like, yeah, it wasn't bad. It was okay. Like, it's, it, it's way better of what the Chucky film was trying to do. 
this is exactly what the Chucky should have done if they wanted to do AI stuff. And I think the film was like somewhat kind of like I just found the film like I think interesting of what they were trying to pull off. And I and I walk out of that film like yeah, it wasn't bad. I would have liked a, a lot more gore. I would have liked more crazy stuff for it because if they could have just done that, I think the film could have definitely be like, yeah, this was actually an actually good film. But I think overall, like it was just like, yeah, a decent film. I don't think I'll, I don't think I'll I'll sit down and watch it again with somebody. I mean, somebody be like, hey, I never saw Megan. You want to watch it with me? Yeah, sure, put it on, I guess. But like me, like me telling somebody like, yo, you need to watch this film. No. Nope. Maybe mm. mm. boring. Too boring. I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah, I will recommend. I mean, out of those two films, Evil Dead Rises for sure. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt, and then they'll make up their minds if they liked it or not. Maybe, but for Megan, I don't know. I, I feel like for Megan, Ham will like it. No, uh, no, I would even go that far and say that he would like it. Oh. I think so. Like it would be like you know. Modern. I was I, I had Megan on my list, and uh, I don't know. I'd have to, and, and I never watched it. Still, I like I can I can watch it right now, and I'm like um, I don't know. I mean, because since like you know you're too scared to watch like scary movies, like this uh-huh. movie is not that. Uh-huh. Scary. Not oh, that I also scary. watched Meg. I did watch Meg in preparation for Meg too. Oh, oh, we're not doing that. Man, sure. I'm doing that one. The I do sucks. want to watch Meg too because I'm just a sucker for sharks. So yeah, Meg, Meg wasn't that bad. It was actually it was a fun okay. Movie. It was it was a campy shark movie, and it was it was okay. Yeah, but do we really need three? I I do. Did they say three? What are you talking about now? I'm sure it'll be a trilogy. And the no no no, I'm talking about like there's three Megadons in the new one. Yeah, well, uh, right? Because like, how do you top the first one? Oh, there's a there's a whole school of them. There's a whole like pack of them. Like, of course, that's what you're gonna they're... do. Add more. When is that they're... actually? Now that we're talking about, it, and this will be the last thing that I bring up, and then we gotta wrap this up. When is that that um the other shark movie coming out? The one where they're at the oil rig and Black the... Demon. Yeah, is that out already? Yeah, it's been out. What? I didn't know. Yeah. Someone fact checked that. Let's see. I saw it on um, on a certain website. <laughs> I don't think that's out yet. Black Demon, right? The Black Demon. Uh, yeah, it's on. You could rent it right now. What? How much? Yeah, too I much? thought I saw it out. Uh, six dollars in Amazon uh, Prime. Too much. Too much. And the I'll reviews. Holy it. fuck! Yeah, I got to think about this film. Oh, it's bad. No, it Ooh. actually seemed kind of good, but oh well, we'll see. All right, all right. Uh, Mike, do that thing you're gonna do. Um, hey guys, so if you guys want to watch, um, or hear, or I don't know, get any notification, I guess whenever we try to update our social media, follow us on social media on WRMA Cast on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, you know, even on Spotify. Hear us out, guys. Whose reviews matter, anyways? And then uh, write us an email. Ham will write to you. Of should we kill more children in, in movies? I don't know. <laughs> no, that's sad, man. You talk to someone. You know, I don't know. Uh, write them. Write us an email at drunkcop.ateacher at gmail.com. 
No, I will chime in with the last set of words, uh, and then you guys can follow suit. But if anything you learn from this episode is don't go down fucking holes that earthquakes open up for you. Because apparently logic doesn't dictate that. So in case you needed to hear that, this is me telling you, don't go down any fucking holes that an earthquake opens up. Or do not go into a giant butthole that could take you to 200 BC in the sky. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>